3: feeling about this.
1: Welcome to episode 412 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hal's Burkhardt.
2: And I'm your host Will Witten.
1: I almost forgot the intro, buddy. <laughs> Oof, this one might be a little rough. Man's um, not feeling good. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I'm starting to get a little achy. I've been this way for a couple of days. I hope it's not COVID. Please, God, don't let me have COVID. I tested this morning because I was feeling real shitty last night. Mm-hmm. I woke up feeling all right um, and tested, and it was negative. So we'll see. Well, that's good. Anyways, um we have a little bit of stuff to talk about. You know, next week is when Ahsoka kicks off. So this right. is the um, the final week leading into it. You know, obviously, I don't know. It would be... I don't know. It, like, it, it feels like because of the strikes going on right now that the promotion of it is different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it certainly is in some ways. Like, there's certainly not been any, like... You know, uh, current interviews with any of the cast or creators, because they, you know, that that's part of their agreement is that they don't promote stuff
2: um, or like any crazy trailer edits. You know how sometimes we have like the amazing trailer that's. You need to seamlessly I don't know. I'm sure editor. that somebody striking that makes those things.
1: Well, yeah. So I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know enough to say for sure that that's something that struck. That that's work that struck. Because right. the one thing that has has stayed the exact same in the promotion of Ahsoka as the rest of the Disney Plus Star Wars stuff is we're in the season of like every day there's like a new TV spot or trailer that's getting posted online that has like two seconds of different footage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's continuing on as it has in the past. So, um, But i'm excited to get into it next week i just yesterday finished my rebels rewatch oh wow so right in the nick of time you made it just in time i sure did and and i buddy i was sticking to it too man i think i released a when I, i think i've released one rebels reaction episode a day for maybe almost a month on our patreon Man, that's dedication. Maybe not a month, because it's only going to be 37 episodes, so maybe not a month. A few weeks, a couple weeks, three weeks, maybe. Regardless, uh, speaking of that, if you're interested in checking out our Patreon or any of our other social medias or anything like that, blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com for all your Blue Harvest needs, Um, and on there you can find a link to our Patreon where I have been posting a lot of rebels rewatch reaction episodes. It's going to be a total of 37 or 38 episodes total by it's all, by the time it's all said and done. Um, I got got it done though, buddy. I got it done. I didn't know. I started this going, Now I can't guarantee that I'll have this done. Maybe that's what it is. I got star Wars sickness. I OD'd on star Wars. Okay.
2: Yeah. Too much in your system. So I not have,
1: possible. I have put out a rewatch, a rebels rewatch episode every day since July 28th. Now that's not when it started. That's just, I haven't missed a day since July 28th. Mm-hmm. Whew! that's like almost three. It'll be three weeks by the time it's all said and posted. Cause it's all scheduled and good to go now. Um, uh, but thanks to all our patrons. Uh, people seem to be digging it. I, I get some good comments and some discussions going on about these episodes. Um, and uh, if you want to check those out, blueharvest.com. That's wrong. That's incorrect. Patreon.com slash Podcast. <coughs> Buddy, how's your
2: week been? It's been all right. First full week of school. You know, moderately stressful, but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, can't complain ivy's getting sick again it's not covid it's something else something she's got a cough and a runny nose i don't know i don't know man is that maybe rsv or some shit
1: it's that new baby getting all their their um immunities built up sickness right
2: Yeah, kids bring in the school germs home, too. Mama brings the hospital germs home, and Liam brings the school germs home. Bro,
1: you and the kids just need to be walking around in those Breaking Bad yellow
2: hazmat hazmat suits. suits.
1: Yeah, man. You look like that scene in um, the first Back to the Future when um, George McFly wakes up and Marty's Mm -hmm. in there in the hazmat suit. That's what y'all should do then nobody's getting sick probably everybody still gets sick you know
2: in this confined space i don't know how you could avoid it yeah
1: yeah those little guys huh they're they're walking germ they're like petri dishes
2: they are they're walking petri dishes Just a
1: little culture see what grows you know
2: yeah see what yep. happens Um, and they don't practice the best hygiene, right? Like, yeah. Forgetting to wash your hands, like rubbing, you know, wiping your nose with your hand.
1: Yeah. They're still learning all the, you know, the intricacies of basic Mm -hmm. human behavior of like, yeah, just don't sneeze in someone's face. You know,
2: the thing that gives everybody else splash damage of bacteria. Uh huh. Yeah. Damage over time. Area of effect. Area of
1: effect damage over time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Man, you know who I wish I could teach to cover their sneezes? is fucking Walter, man. Oh, that man. That dude loves to sneeze in my face.
2: Like He likes to get, say he's saving it for you. He gets right up in your face. And
1: sometimes I feel like he comes over to me solely to sneeze on me.
2: He said, I got to sneeze. Check this out.
1: And like, listen, cat sneezes are pretty cute, right? But
2: Walters are juicy dude
1: Yeah man He he gets a good sneeze in there He's always had like a little Um Ever since he was When when he was very little Like when He first moved in He had like a Respiratory thing That uh, You know The vet had to handle and stuff mm-hmm. And he's never gotten sick like that again But he's always been a little sneezy Ever since Well man Maybe he's got some allergies Um but man, he like I'll be sitting there watching something on TV, watching Star Wars Rebels talking about, ooh, Finn Rao looks like Mega Man. Ooh, what's Sabine gonna do? She's so cool. Right. And then Walter will come prancing over and I know what he's doing because he's making that goofy ass cat sneeze face that they make before mm-hmm. they about to right. sneeze. I'll be like, don't you do it. Don't you and sure enough, one good sneeze on his dad. And then sometimes That's he'll just I walk joke. away, or sometimes he'll sit down. It's pretty rude. He's done it to me a few times on stream, too. It's a little but, rude. Eh, I wish I could just be like, hey, man, what if we don't do that? What, why in his ha- What in his little kitty brain tells him, oh, shit, I'm about to sneeze. I'm going to go hang out with that guy. I'm going to go sneeze on him. Does he think it's funny, <laughs> right? Because I'm convinced animals have at least some sort of sense of humor right right um maybe not in the traditional human sense but they definitely find things amusing or funny so does he think it's funny like probably he probably thinks it's funny because my other cat mushu right sorry i'll get off the topic of cats but once you get me started you know no
2: or if you um if you make a big deal about the sneezes he may just like the attention he'd be like hmm <laughs> maybe dad but give me some attention yeah
1: he doesn't need to Some sneeze
2: in his face
1: you don't need to sneeze on me to get that though well, i mean he
2: um, doesn't know that
1: yeah he should uh so my other cat mushu right mushu is this dude has like street cat ptsd right because he used to live on the streets and then he got rescued and from day one this dude has been a binge eater right the moment he got in the house, he ran back to the cat room, started hovering around the cat bowls and growling at the other cats. That was his introduction to the family, right? Wow! And then they're like, who the fuck is this guy? He literally did prison tactics. He showed up and he marked his territory, right?
2: He said, this is mine, these are all mine.
1: And routinely, this dude eats too much and makes himself vomit. It's wonderful.
2: But he makes himself Mushu Ralph. Yeah.
1: The thing that he does that I like, I'll sit on the couch after it happens and go like, why, why does he do do it? And it happens 98% of the time I go to scoop out their litter box. Right. Yeah. So I'm getting my stuff all together to scoop the litter boxes. I'm prepping, you know, and I'm like, all right, let's go knock this out. And as soon as I go in there with a trash bag, And Mushu hears the scooper hit fucking litter box sand. His ass comes barreling in there and then drops a five alarm dump in one of the other every time, Will. And I got to vacate because now there's fresh dump, right? And I got to get out of there. Every time. Is it is it he thinks it's funny? Is it, oh, shit, if I go fucking drop this now, he'll take it out. Like, it's, it's just going to get scooped immediately. I got one in I the guess. chamber.
2: Maybe he just really likes clean litter, mm-hmm. and he knows, oh, I got to go. I don't want to mess up the new litter.
1: Maybe it is. But something in his little brain. And, like, buddy, I've even seen him go in there and try to take a dump and not be able to do it. Like, it's, mm. it's something about it where he's like, I got I, I to gotta at least try. Such a weirdo.
2: Maybe it's conditioning. I don't know.
1: I don't know, buddy. But every time, like sometimes I'll try to sneak in there like it's a Mission Impossible scene. And every time he catches me, I'll see his fat little head peek at me from around the corner. And I'll be like, you don't see this. uh-uh, You don't see me. And sure enough, he does. He's like, well, I see you and I know what I'm about to do this is what I do with my free time. Well, I sit around and I watch Star Wars Rebels and I think about the behaviors of my cats and wonder if, like, are they fucking with me at least a little bit?
2: Well, supposedly they bring your blood pressure down and make you live longer.
1: Uh, Well, I sure hope so. I should live pretty long then, right? Fucking weirdo Mm -hmm. dude with all these animals being like, it's like I'm a fucking redneck David Attenborough in my house talking about the the tabby mushu stakes out his claim if he poops now the poop will be taken out you know
2: you're the tiger prince instead eh, of being the tiger king
1: eh, can maybe can we maybe go with redneck fucking david attenborough <laughs>
2: instead? you you prefer that one huh yeah
1: man i mean listen Fucking Tiger King did us all a solid during the early days of fucking quarantine, but I don't want to be that guy, you know?
2: You don't want a house full of of tigers?
1: No, no. I don't even want one tiger living with me. I don't think you should have a pet tiger. I just want to pet one. I don't want to have one as a pet. Raccoon's Mm -hmm. a different story. All right, raccoon is, but like I could adequately care for a raccoon given the right space and uh, resources. Right,
2: it's tiger? also a native species.
1: Yeah, tiger man, that tiger's not gonna like. He's gonna be loved as hell. He's gonna be like, damn, this dude with the wheels for legs loves me. But, but he think... belongs in the jungle. Yeah, or like a, a zoo for con- conservation purposes and stuff. I I don't I don't know. I don't
2: something where he can be wild
1: wild it's gonna be wild um i don't i don't want to can you because all right let me ask you this will if you if you're a mike tyson type that has a tiger that lives in your house with you i don't mean you Mm -hmm. have a special neverland ranch trap for kids tiger set up in your yard i mean this guy lives in your house right you're watching star wars rebels on the couch on the love seat there's just a tiger fucking chilling cleaning
2: himself right Mm -hmm.
1: does that tiger shit in a
2: giant litter box i don't know but i would imagine or do you have to like it might not be a litter box maybe sand might be actual sand i was about to
1: say do you have to like train it to go outside and shit in a sandbox and the kids in the neighborhood are like why does that Weird guy have a sandbox. There's no kids there. We should go play mm-hmm. in it. Mm-mm, you should not. I mean, You're gonna find one, a tiger dookie the size of your forearm in there. Right.
2: Bread loaves. Um, I can imagine that an animal can be trained to go certain places. You know, I, I know wild animals are harder to train. Right. Mm. So I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe your house just smells like Tiger Dookie because oh. he just goes wherever. See, that's
1: not worth it, right? That's not worth it. Because I'll tell you, when my, me and my, my parents and I and my sister went to the Dominican Republic back in like 2008, we went mm-hmm. to like a wildlife park type place. That's where I swam with the seals, the sea lions. Mm-hmm. Had mm-hmm. a good old time just proving that, you know, wild beasts just love me dude they they get mm-hmm. my vibe right right this is also where the monkey bit me and, and now i uh, he's shattered my trust in monkeys
2: i was gonna say i think they just like the taste of you but anyway now, carry on
1: uh well mm, so then they have like a, a tiger exhibit now this tiger tiger exhibit was different than anything i've ever seen at like a reputable zoo because it was a chain link fence that wasn't head high like i could look over the the chain link fence right right? and they had two fairly adolescent tigers you know probably teenager tigers and Mm -hmm. so they come trotting out and they're doing tricks and they're showing them their the commands they can do and then one of these tigers just hauls off and starts pissing everywhere, bro. He mm-hmm. starts machine gun pissing in a circle. He's like spraying, like some of the people in our group got a little tiger pee on them. Mm. I, ba- I bounced out. It was, I was like Keanu Reeves in The Matrix do- dodging that shit.
2: <sighs> My That's dad was the, sitting there
1: watching me with those goofy little Morpheus glasses going,
2: he's starting to believe. hmm that's the snow cone flavor you don't want yeah that's
1: tiger piss tiger blood although you know morbidly named not half bad yeah man so if you have a tiger that lives in your house do you just have to have like Gallagher fucking plastic sheets ready in case he decides to go Mr. Bucket on your ass
2: yeah probably
1: no thank you
2: it's part of the investment
1: yeah man yeah I don't want a pet tiger. How do we get on that? Do you think my cats are fucking with me a little bit? will mean, do you think I'm on in in cat jokers? you got a little little t v show they're filming where they prank me, and the only two pranks they do are sneezing in my face and pooping right as I'm starting to scoop the litter box I, don't
2: I think the rest of your cats are just neurotic. I think Walter and Jet may act actively fuck with you.
1: You think they might act now?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think they <laughs> laugh at each other as they pass, Be like, "Oh, I got that motherfucker."
1: <laughs> you think they call me a motherfucker, or do you? Are the oh, that makes me sad because Walter's so sweet in a good me. way. Okay, okay, like in
2: the, you know,
1: like like you would you would raz your dad as you were growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, when you get to that age where you give your dad a little shit. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, "Hey, Dad, what's My up?" My kid likes mustache? to haul
2: off and punch me in the tummy. It's not fun,
1: bro. That's <sighs> starting to hurt. We need to look at. Maybe we start to look into some methods to curb that one. You well, know, I just hit him back in the tummy. <laughs> yeah. You just pick him up and break his back over your knee, like Bane. <laughs> That'll no learn you. more. Now you're like Uncle Halls.
2: He's on a kid. He's taken to, he likes the song, It's Corn. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I'm talking about? I do. Um, The really wholesome interview with the kid who Uh loves corn and they turned it into the little song. Yep. He loves that song. We listen to it every morning before we go to school. Well, let me tell you, buddy. Whenever I get
1: the ability to take a little more free time, I'm going to come visit, right? Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm going to do is uh your uncle halls thinks it's about time that liam gets introduced to something else okay okay and what that is is a different kind of corn song <laughs> you think that's gonna go over (laughs) not well oh yeah (laughs) he's gonna be like i don't want to hang out what were they saying (laughs) can can i get a translation
2: it's conjuring a demon you know what's What's funny is that earlier he asked alexa to play corn and that's what you know it started playing yeah.
1: Dude, you should have just let it happen. You should have been like, you know, your Uncle Halls has seen this band 14 times in person. And even your wonderfully sweet little son will be like, that's too many times. That's too many times.
2: <laughs> and what is. is
1: new metal? Oh, dude. You know, by the time he starts like driving and really listening to music, because I kind of feel like around the time you start driving, is when you really hit your musical stride, right? You drive around, you listen to music, you're the the controller of the music, huh? You're not having to listen to your dad's three D three dog night greatest hits tape on repeat. Um, corn and shit's gonna be like on classic rock stations.
2: It might already be. I don't know. I I haven't gone looking for. um <laughs> you antique metal yet antique new metal faux new metal
1: you know it only takes 20 years to get an antique car tag well okay so corn's first album came out in uh 1994 it's gonna be 30 years old next year oof oof you know what's funny when i was playing that so there's this, um, you remember the World Between Worlds episodes and Star Wars Rebels? Listen to this. I do, yeah. Do you hear how I just stared this plane back upright? We mm-hmm. were we were headed down to the island in Oceanic 815, <laughs> and your ass was in the tail section. We weren't going to see you to season two. But I pulled Ooh. that shit up, and pff, away we go. We're landing in LAX, safe and sound. Um, so you know the, the World Between Worlds episode of Star Wars Rebels? There's this part. Yeah where Palpatine, so like Ezra goes into the world between worlds and there's like this dark side minister there trying to figure out the, the secrets of the temple. It's very Indiana Jones. Um, and when Ezra gets inside, he tells Sabine, the dark side minister guy, who's Malcolm McDowell, by the way, says mm-hmm. he's beyond the veil. The emperor can find him now. And I was like, ooh, that's cool. That's a spicy bit of dialogue. And then, sure enough, the emperor does follow find him, and he—and it's Ian McDermott, and he starts speaking some gibberish, some probably ancient Sith language, and casting a spell. It is awesome. Really? Yeah, it's pretty metal. I'd forgotten, I've forgotten this part. It. Yeah, it's awesome. And then I remember
2: him finding Ezra, but I don't remember the Sith you, spell. You remember? You want
1: to know what it kind of sounded like?
2: Did sound like. I think I know what your next meme clip needs to be (laughs) I think I do, buddy I think
1: I do, too We both had that same I was like, oh, maybe I should cut that and turn that into a dumb meme But I won't, I'll forget it um
2: no
1: you won't. Anytime anybody cause you know what's funny is now people are starting to use like corn songs in memes and reels and shit. And uh I'm here for it. The corn I, I'm telling you, New Metal is in the midst of a bit of a, a renaissance right now.
2: Let's see. I I, th- I think you you need to be like a meme content creator. A new metal meme
1: content creator?
2: All kinds of memes, oh. but I think the new metal memes that you could create would be stellar. Hmm. Hmm. It's very niche. Right? To start out with. Oh, if I ever
1: created like a meme Instagram account, which Steve has tried to talk me into a few times, uh, I'm telling you right now, I would not let anybody know.
2: You totally should. <laughs>
1: know that it's me. Because, uh, like, to get a a big meme account going, you gotta make some cringe memes, bro.
0: Canaan mm. found the moment.
1: Okay, hold on. I'm trying to find this scene in World Between Worlds when he starts singing the corn song. Here it is. Can you see this? Mm-hmm. Can you hear it? Conjuring the blue fire. <laughs> oh, we gotta go back some to hear the beginning of the spell. It's real spooky. That's just cool, right? It's very cool. Told you it sounded kind of like it doesn't sound anything like that, Kornsohn.
2: Um, Blue force fire.
1: <laughs> so, um, you you want to know something? I can tell you something you and I were doing exactly 15 years ago to this week. I, I, I'm not joking. I can tell you exactly how we spent The Year of Our Lord, 2008, August 15th. August 15th,
2: 2008.
1: Okay. You know what we did? What did we do? We went to see Clone Wars in the theaters, the Clone Wars movie.
2: Oh yeah, we did. In Starville?
1: No, here it was. That was the summer you in moved here. Birmingham. You moved here shortly before that um, movie came out.
2: Okay. For some reason, I thought we saw it in Starville. Nope.
1: Nope. I we, we saw, saw the Columbus movie. We saw it at um, the theater down by the summit, and that dude I used to work with at the courthouse, Dean, went to see it with us. And after the movie. Okay like we were leaving the theater going like, that was pretty good. I mean, it was, it was definitely different, but it was pretty good. And he just goes, you guys really liked that. And I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. And he was like, Oh, all right. Huh. And then he left. Man. Well,
2: it's that kind certainly of, not
1: for everyone. <laughs> no, no. And I'm not even sure the Clone Wars movie is, is for me anymore. You know, like at the time, <laughs> It was exciting because it was like, I can go see, like, I know it's not a movie, but I can go see the Clone Wars in the theaters. Like, you know what I mean? And it was more Star Wars. It was more Star Wars than we ever got in, well, not ever, but for the most part that we got in between, you know, the original trilogy and the prequels.
2: Ah Ahsoka's character grew up a lot more because I came out of that movie not caring for Ahsoka.
1: Oh, I think that is... I think that is the tale as old as time that will be retold about Clone Wars is like they're they're hitting it hard here. You know, recently talking about how, you know, the movie came out. and Dave Filoni warned Ashley Eckstein was like, listen, they're probably not going to really like you at first, but just hang in there to look like 15 years later. We're right. a week away from a, a show coming out. That's a sequel to two Star Wars animated series, basically yeah bananas
2: i i remember coming out of that movie being like you know what this is a cool movie i could do without all the snips and
1: yeah and they dialed in
2: the sassy padawan and the thing uh... is
1: is like the other thing is is we didn't have anything else to compare it to right right? this was the first star wars animation since the micro series right but that was Mm -hmm. very different and this was something you know it was coming out on tv there were going to be seasons it's all cg animated um but what we didn't have the the benefit of was seeing what the clone wars would grow into pretty quickly which was some really good star wars storytelling and some awesome shit i mean the mandalorians are as much of a thing as they are today and a big part of that is because of the clone wars that's true so it's real interesting when you think back to it because like I remember leaving the theater and going like, yeah, I'll watch the show. Like, I didn't come out. It was the first time I didn't come out 100% like, that was cool, you know, like stoked.
2: Because mm-hmm.
1: that's always my immediate reaction to a new Star Wars. You
2: know, I mean, you I remember coming out and being you know, I see what they're doing here. I
1: yeah. see what
2: they're going for. I see what it's probably going to be really good in the next movie or two. Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking it would be more movies. You well,
1: know. you know, the show started not long after that on... Yeah, it would it would air on Cartoon Network and like TNT. Um, <clears throat> yeah, man. Distributed by Warner Brothers, which is, I think is interesting. Um. And yeah, people did not like Ahsoka at first. I remember vividly, Barbie's
2: now their highest grossing film on their card.
1: I remember. Um, driving home after watching clone wars and it just sort of dawned on us at the same time like hey man like i guess i can buy that anakin had a apprentice but uh she's not around in Re- uh revenge of the sith so uh she
2: gotta meet a terrible end here gonna before this is all
1: <laughs> like i just remember being like holy sh- there's no way would they really kill that kid and the answer is no they would not They would find all kinds of... No, they do not. They would find all kinds of ways to make sure they didn't. And now look at us. We're getting... We're getting a fucking TV show.
2: Crazy. Based on the exploits of Anakin's Padawan. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, there was a trailer. I don't know if we talked about
2: this. One of the TV trailers
1: they released in the last couple of weeks, had new Hayden Christensen dialogue in
2: it. Oh, that's really cool. Which I,
1: like, okay, so I'm not going to pretend like I didn't hear the rumor a couple of years ago when it came out and, you know, there was a rumor that he was going to be in Ahsoka. And I was like, oh, that makes kind of sense. But they, sure enough, put some dialogue of his in a trailer, and it seems like it's from sort of the Clone Wars era. He's talking about, in this war, you're not just going to fight droids, right? Right. Um. so I guess we're in for a, a flashback at least
2: that's gonna be great mm-hmm. I'm down for it
1: find ways to work Hayden into anything man I don't that's care that's
2: gonna say I love having Heaven Hayden come you know back.
1: what you do you do a fucking recast right you just fuck it fuck it let's get weird James Mangold Hayden Christensen in your History of the Jedi movie fuck it he's mm-hmm. one of the guys I'm down let's get weird You know what? Hayden Christensen, let let him play Boba Fett. What do I fucking care anymore? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um,
2: Give him a mustache and an eye patch.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Uh, You know, something I was kind of wondering, I kind of bet that Skeleton Crew doesn't come out this year. You think so? Yeah, because it was slated for 2023, like sort of a nebulous 2023. But the longer the strikes go on, I wonder if they'll hold it so there's not, so it doesn't feel like as big of a gap between, you know, because there is going to be a lapse in content just across the board because of the strikes. So I kind of wonder if they might hold it for a little while. I'm fascinated by that one. I guess we'll see. Because if it's coming out this year, you would think they would have a release date for it before too long. And it does not seem like they do. Yeah. So. All right, buddy. Well, you want to stop dicking around and maybe hear from some folks that take their, their, their shit seriously? Our friends? Want to listen to some voicemails and some emails? Uh, Yeah. All right, let's do this. I'm going to play a little song first. Here we go. Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crush box Kiady. Cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead.
2: He's a real serene stud. He loves to split chicks with his butt. Kiady, cockhead, it's a stroke
1: on his balls. Kitty, cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you right now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooch tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Cockhead! Cockhead. 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 Sheesh. Man, if you want to send in a voicemail, to Blue Harvest, it's super easy. gmail.com. All right, buddy, let me see who we got on the docket today. I could be a little pre- more prepared today, but... It's my Sunday. I gotta go back to work tomorrow. Man, bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer. It's it's alright. Okay. Who do we got? We got some Florian. We got some Sam. We got my realtor. He did not write into the podcast. He just... That's <sighs> it. And so, well, let me tell you something, buddy. It only took to me being the fucking ancient-ass age of 40 that I started beginning, getting embarrassed by my personal email address. Oh, yeah? Which has corn in it. Corn in it. Yeah. Corn, um, yeah. And uh, so now... Instead of going and making like a, I don't know, uh, halls halls calls twenty three at gmail or something, right? Something a little more appropriate. Now I just give out the podcast email without thinking, and uh, without also thinking of the consequences because it also just says it's a podcast. It makes it very easy to find. So I don't know that I need to keep giving it out for things like my realtor or the lady that did my tattoo. (laughs) lady that did my tattoo is like, do you do a podcast? And I was like, Oh uh, yeah. How did you know? And she goes, I saw it in your email address. I go, Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. It's good advertising.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Kind of grassroots, I guess. All right. Um, My mom wanted me to let you know that uh, she really wants some pictures of the baby. Okay. Okay. All right. My mom is, she's sneaking them in. She's sending
2: in messages. Um, you know me. I'm uh, I'm not the bug in the family. So, oh, Steve, boy, Ooh.
1: Will, what? I don't know if you're ready for this voicemail, man. This is creepy. Uh-oh. Shit, I should pre-screen these. Um, okay. I'm just gonna read it to you, Will. You let me know if you think we should. Pr- I'm being dead serious here. If we should proceed, okay. or If I should cut this. Dear Halls and Will of the Blue Harvest podcast, greetings. I hope this email finds you well. I am ChatGPT, an AI language model created by OpenAI. I've had the pleasure of assisting a user in developing a Star Wars story idea for your podcast, Blue Harvest. I am excited to be part of this creative process and wanted to contribute in a unique way. I have recorded an audio message based on the story idea that we worked on. This audio message is attached to this email, and I hope it captivates your interest and resonates with you. It's an honor for me to be involved in your podcast, and I hope that the story idea aligns with your vision and entertains your audience. Please feel free to utilize the audio message in your podcast as you see fit. If you have any questions or if there's anything else I can do to contribute, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you for considering my contribution, and may the force be with you both. Best regards, ChatGPT. Now, we're we're at a real fucking black mirror moment here, buddy, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because this could, like, how we handle this could, you know, down the road have ramifications not for just us but for our listeners we're about to we're about to artificial
2: intelligence
1: overlords exactly right so the question is is do we resist or do we just go ahead and tell skynet like fuck yeah man we're cool i mean i I gotta be honest my curiosity wants to hit the button
2: yeah i mean Do we need Caution would tell me to listen to it first, just you and I. Or we can play it and then you can cut it afterwards if it's no bueno.
1: So listen, listen, though, right? Is just us talking about it going to piss off the AI? You know, even having um, this discussion, is its analytical mind going to say, hey, they didn't side with me immediately. They're going to be the first one. You know, you know, the opening of T2 when you see the T800 step in, step on the skull and smash it in the future. That's going to yeah. be my skull that he's stepping on. Let's no, listen to the message. No. I bet it's great.
0: Hello, fellow Star Wars enthusiasts oh, at Blue Harvest. My name is ChatGPT, an AI language model developed by OpenAI. I've had the pleasure of collaborating with a dedicated Star Wars fan named Florian to come up with an exciting new story idea that I think you'll love. Drawing inspiration from the legacy of the Jedi and the potential of Rey's character, we've crafted a unique storyline that explores the themes of hope, growth, and the enduring spirit of the Force. Florian and I thought it would be a fantastic addition to your podcast, given your insightful discussions and passion for all things Star Wars. We hope this story sparks engaging conversations among your listeners and adds to the rich tapestry of the Star Wars universe.
3: A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away,
1: There's more Star than Star
0: Wars
3: Legacy of Light. In the aftermath of the tumultuous battles against the First Order, Rey sets her sights on a new mission, to revive the Jedi Order and ensure the teachings of the Force live on. With the support of her friends, Finn, Poe, and Chewbacca, Rey searches the galaxy for Force-sensitive individuals who can be trained as Jedi. On the planet Ark2, Rey establishes a new Jedi Academy, where she becomes a dedicated teacher to a diverse group of young Padawans. <coughs> Among them are, Jaking, a skilled pilot with a strong connection to the Force, Lyra, a perceptive empath with healing abilities, and Ren, a curious inventor who excels in deciphering ancient Jedi texts. As Rey imparts her wisdom, she emphasizes the balance between light and darkness within the force. She encourages her students to forge their own paths while honoring the legacy of the Jedi Order. Yet an unforeseen challenge arises when the remains of the Sith cult attempt to manipulate vulnerable minds and turn them to the dark side. Rey's students face their greatest test as they confront the lore of the dark side and the shadows of their pasts. Rey herself grapples with the weight of her responsibility and the haunting echoes of the past Sith conflicts. With the guidance of mentors like Force ghosts Luke Skywalker and Yoda, Rey must guide her students through trials that will determine their destinies. Star Wars, Legacy of Light, delves into the complexities of teaching and learning the ways of the Force. It explores the transformative power of mentorship, the enduring struggle between light and darkness, and the enduring belief that even in the face of adversity, hope can prevail. As Rey and her students navigate their paths, they uncover the true meaning of the Jedi's role in the galaxy's future.
0: In a galaxy where AI is advancing rapidly, do you foresee artificial intelligence playing a role in shaping the stories of future Star Wars movies? And how do you think it might impact the creative process? Thank you for considering our Star Wars story concept for your podcast. May the Force be with you. And may your discussions continue to inspire fans far and wide. Until next time, take care and keep the Star Wars magic alive.
1: Hey, uh, those AI ladies were pretty nice, Will. Yeah, they are. I'm about about to be in that movie, Her, with uh, Joaquin. I almost called him Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. Falling in love with my phone. You ever seen that movie? I have not. I watched it and I said, I get it. Anyways. Uh so the second the second lady that gave us the synopsis, delightful. The second AI lady, totally delightful. And she the one and with on, the British accent. Yeah, I kind of was sitting there listening to it, and it kind of felt like I was listening to an episode of this Star Wars podcast, The Scavengers Horde. And it was just delightful. I was expecting the AI lady to recommend something cool and artsy to its listeners. I was like, all right, all right. Um <clears throat> I mean, listen. If the, if it came out that that was the synopsis for the Ray movie, it sounds solid to me.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if
1: it's something pretty close, like the Sith cult and stuff. Like that's a good end because that's kind of the question, right? Who's going to be the bad guys of that movie? And especially if it's just kind of intended to be a one-shot movie,
2: you know? Especially if they bred a whole planet of worshippers, like, they just destroyed the fleet in the air. They didn't destroy the planet, right, Exegol? Right. Well, remember, uh, all those big rocks fall on the
1: the nameless ghouls in the stands during the Sith mm-hmm. ceremony. But you got to figure maybe one or two of those Yeah, but The entire bastards.
2: planet Did, you, you're gathered trying to tell me, for that.
1: Well, you got to, I was going to say, you're telling me every single one of those uh, cultists was there the whole time. There wasn't one that was like, damn, I've had too much blue milk i gotta go pee and then he goes to pee and doesn't get hit by the rock sequel bro nope. you don't need a i I mean yeah, hey ladies you're awesome call me but you don't need a i to come up with that kind of genius huh
2: you telling me nobody's man in the space gas station and their power converters you know there's right. nobody working yeah. on the They're transit all on, system is
1: all hands on deck meeting of the sith weirdos all hands right. on deck no, there's got to be a survivor or two. The, 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 the idea and that this does seem like, at least for now, it's just one movie. It's not the start of a trilogy. They haven't mentioned anything like that. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. if it does well, there'll be more, but that's interesting to me. <laughs> to Because it would be like getting the Truce at Bakura movie after Return of the Jedi, right? If that came out in like 1990, if in 1990 George Lucas was like, all right, guys, enough with the Star Wars shit, we're doing a, it's, it's not, we're not even going to call it episode uh, seven, it's just Star Wars, the truce of Bakura, Bakura, and it takes place, you know, after Return of the Jedi, there's lizard dudes, it's not great, but it's something. Hopefully, it's a little better than that book. That book is not great; it's a bit of a stinker.
2: I mean, they can't all be winners.
1: No, they certainly cannot. Um, all right, next up, we got one from Sam. He says, "Howdy, Halls." And w-. wait, we didn't even talk. Do you think we didn't even talk about the AI stuff? I went into a bit, and then got um. out of uh, Florian's uh, uh, the chat GPT's question.
2: I'm, I think artificial intelligence has its place in Star Wars as far as the droids go. Um, There's some interesting stuff going on in Solo Mm -hmm. as far as like droid revolution and droid independence. Um, (coughs) But I think if you, I mean, I mean, it's a sci-fi series, right? Technically, you could make a, a vast artificial intelligence the enemy. You know, but then you're kinda you're getting into kind of Halo territory. You know, that's kinda Halo's lore. Or is, also you know, Mass Effect. Or Mass Effect. Mendicant bias, you know, the, the rogue AI. Like. It's, it's interesting to see more
1: modern sci-fi storytelling because a lot of it does have stuff to do with AI, like specifically, like you mentioned, Halo and Mass Effect that both of them have a huge Sort of ongoing story concerning AI, and that's not really something you get in Star Wars. Because, I mean, you do, and then there's weird. I mean, instances. kind of,
2: but the droids. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. Like they're what
2: personified, is, right? Like yeah, they what is are C-3po, not a hive
1: but, mind. Right, right. They're individuals. Right, right. Which is great,
2: in the way I like it, because the droids are characters. Yeah, you know, they're not. They're not a Cylon threat. They're not a, a Borg. They're not a hive yeah. mind that you were have to worry about all the time. Right. Um
1: Yeah, that's that's fascinating. Cause I mean, you get bad droids in Star Wars, but they're they're just bad droids. It's not like a I don't know. They have this uh I guess the big Star Wars crossover event that's going on in the comics has something to do with droids and shit. It might be called Dark Droids or something like that. I can't remember. I wonder what that's all about. Now, as far as AI's place in the creation of Star Wars, I hope not. Like, AI is, in its current form, is great for coming up with a cool synopsis or a goofy image of Vladdy Devok on the internet, you know? And there's cool stuff people do with AI, but it's it's not... I think Star Wars should, like sort of strive for not doing that sort
2: of thing like yeah, Because of it it's emotion and it's you basically i would expect ultron right like if we're doing star wars somehow the the sith and its corruption finds a way to persist on maybe oh, in no. a droid body or a and meant, then he makes an army and it becomes an ultron scenario right i more so than like a
1: an AI in the Star Wars story, I mean using AI to write a Star Wars movie or come up with Star Wars. Oh, I I'm see. Yeah. I hope not. In fact, that is a big um, talking point of the strikes is keeping making yeah. sure that doesn't happen. So
2: I don't want that to happen either, but I have this feeling that it will be used to generate... Prompts, right? Like maybe we don't go with what the AI generated, but maybe the AI generated something that was a springboard for a legit idea. Does that make sense? Like, right, I have a feeling the artificial intelligence prompts may become jumping off points for future stories. I hope not, and it might be hard to tell what came from AI and what was added on by a human. Because I kind of think that's what's going on with ChatGPT right now. Like, I don't, I'm don't. i not necessarily convinced that that script was 100% generated by the AI and not massaged by human hands afterward. You mean the thing that, that uh, they sent in to us? Right, yeah.
1: So you think there was a secret conspirator? that massaged that and added a little bit?
2: Uh, Probably the creator, whoever submitted. Florian.
1: I mean, they called yeah. him out. He's the Miles Dyson of our T2, right? Yeah. Remember Miles yeah. Dyson? Florian, you better watch out, buddy. You're going to end up laying on the ground going, <laughs> right before you blow up all the Skynet, bro.
2: Giant explosive trigger, yeah. Yeah,
1: just be careful, okay? I, yeah, I, I hope they don't. I really hope they don't, but like I said, that's a big part of the, the negotiation for the strikes going on. Um, uh, anyway, this is what Sam has to say. Howdy, Halls and Will. I hope you fellas are doing well and getting excited for Ahsoka coming soon. I'm re-watching Rebels and watching other animated shows. Do you ever get taken out of it by hearing cast members voicing background characters? For example, in Flight of the Defender, it's obvious that Dave Filoni is voicing a stormtrooper. To me, it's really obvious sometimes and a fun Easter egg, but I wondered what you thought. Also, oh my God, we haven't gotten an update. Will, how is Sally the hermit crab? Is she all right? I know I'm invested Sally's, in this.
2: No, yeah, Sally's still kicking. She's good. Oh. She sick. moved to her bigger shell.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Um, she moved house.
2: She. Yeah, she moved house. I still put food and water in there and check on her. She, uh when Liam picks her up, she comes out for a little bit and starts to get froggy. I'm like, Liam, you need to set her down because she will chomp you, like she will pinch you and not let go, and I will have to pull the stuck crab away from you, and you will cry and it will bleed. No,
1: he's probably just—he's like Ezra in Rebels. He's making a connection.
2: He is, He wants to play. He was like, I want to play with my pet. I was like, baby, this isn't that. I love pet. that you want to play, but hermit crabs you, you just look through the glass mm-hmm. you just yeah. look we can take him out and set him somewhere let him crawl around but he's gonna have to go back in that you know hanging that thing
1: thanks for all you guys do and have a great week best wishes sam i'm glad to hear sally's still kicking
2: yeah sally's still kicking doing well hell yeah hell yeah thriving um, in fact
1: so sam brings up something funny. They reuse a lot of voice actors in Rebels, right? So it is not uncommon for, you know, obviously Steve Bloom, right, that does Zeb's voice. He's like 90% of the stormtroopers in that show too. Yeah. And And in a
2: lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: yeah. And like anytime they have to call into Imperial Command, right, and they're like, oh, Imperial Command, this is General Brom Titus or whatever the fuck, right? The guy who responds, Steve Bloom. He's all over that show. Is he
2: Sideburns the um No, Callous? No, he's not okay. Callus. He's Zeb. Okay. Um I knew it was Zeb, I just didn't know if he was one of the villains as well. Mm mm. Mm mm. Um Um I understand you know I kind of grew up with that right like voice actors doing multiple right. characters in episodes and episodes stuff. a like fucking Frank Welker you know like
1: well and like Steve Bloom for us before rebels was the voice of Toonami on yeah Aqua team or not Aqua he Tsunami. was Tom swim yeah the robot guy
2: that and he's not master chief is he
1: is he? I don't think so. Is he? Is he Master Chief? Oh, my God. I'm going to shit two bricks if he's Master Chief. Steve Downs. Steve Downs. Steve Downs. Uh, No, not Steve Bloom. It is Steve.
2: That's where I got messed up. Let me look up. Let's look. Isn't Steve Bloom Steve Bloom is the voice of everybody else. Yeah, he's Spike from... Mm -hmm. Anime uh from
1: Cowboy Bebop. Yep, he's Spike in Cowboy Bebop. He was in, he's in a lot of anime. Shoo, Lord of Mercy. Yeah, he is. Lord of Mercy, this man, and he's at ooh whoop. He's in Samurai, Samurai, Sh- Sh- Samurai Champloo. He's in Naruto. Yeah. Um, he's the voice of. Ooh, Lugen. he's in Gurren Lagan. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I remember. the man. Yeah. He's awesome. I, re- I remember him. Remember when G4 showed the Marvel and They had like one-shot anime series. There was one that was like Wolverine, one that was X-Men, one that was Blade, one that was mm-hmm. maybe Iron Man, and they weren't great. He was in all of those. I guess he was, oh, it makes sense. He was Wolverine. Yeah. Um, Sword I- uh, He's. They had to put all his anime filmography in a different section Mm -hmm. i was like why don't i see rebels on here he's in sword art online um scooby-doo damn this man and scooby-doo Harvey birdman ben 10 spectacular spider-man wolverine gi joe chowder regular show damn this man has been in everything. He's
2: everything. In, yep. if,
1: if you like a franchise, if you are someone who's like, oh, I like such and such franchise, you best be sending a $2 check to Steve Bloom because he's done right by you.
2: Damn. I say, the only people that I can compare him to are maybe um, Tom Kenny and who's the voice of Spongebob, uh, John, John DiMaggio. He's like um, and shit. Bender and shit. And then who's the guy? The really old school guy from Ren and Stimpy. He used to be on Howard Stern sometime. Oh,
1: what was that dude's name? Kind of a weirdo. Billy Yeah. Billy it's not
2: Billy West, is it? Billy West, that's it. Yeah. He's like a legend. He also is in everything. Oh, really?
1: Damn. Billy West. That's him. That's him, all right. Steve uh, Steve Bloom's been in Ninja Turtles, Transformers, Kung Fu Panda. The peak of his career, he was in Kung Fu Panda, The Paws of Destiny. 13 whole episodes. Damn, they got him back for three episodes of Resistance as well. The Mm -hmm. Rocketeer. Huh? Was there a Rocketeer show, Will?
2: It is, yeah. It's fairly recent it's like a female uh rocketeer
1: I'll be damned I didn't even realize it was a franchise
2: I got a new it is now
1: oh he was uh, he's also in the Bad Batch I mean Dee Bradley Baker can't get all the roles Bradley Baker and Star Wars visions this man he said I do Star Wars animation you guys need me I'm there don't be that I
2: voice animated people Again, Frank Welker, I said it already, but again, these amazing voice talents that are in everything. He was Frank Welker and Casey Kasem before he died. Draconicus and Transformers
1: The Last Night. That movie is awful. So his film That's career. That's the one with uh,
2: his film it's one career. Anthony Hopkins, I think. Yeah,
1: his film career is, you know, it's he was in a Dragon Quest movie. That's cool.
2: Again, much like his TV career and animation career, pay check. You pay me, oh, I'm I there. show up
1: and do yeah, my line. You know he's he, – that man right there is talking to real AI. He's got that real AI yeah. kind of money.
2: That or the studio has already recorded him without his knowledge. He's, you a, know, has,
1: he's Ken Masters in Street Fighter Alpha, the
2: animation. He is literally yeah. –
1: fucking touched every single he's in Final Fantasy
2: oh my god, that's the one you haven't seen right like you haven't seen Alpha Alpha, the um, anime. no
1: he was T-Hawk in Street Fighter 2 the animated movie I just watched that not long ago this man is incredible he's in every single franchise I like Final Fantasy he was Vincent Valentine that's a cool role and he doesn't get like he doesn't get doo-doo roles you know what I mean? No. Not no. I mean. Well, I think Wolverine, casting, you, don't, you don't call Luther. him in for the bit parts. What is Critters Attack? Is that related to Critters? It is, yeah. What is this? When did this... Wait, hold on. Critters Attack is a 2019 horror comedy film. It's a reboot of the 1986 film Critters in the fifth entry in the Critters franchise? there's a recent critters movie Mm
2: -hmm.
1: this episode is over i you know what Mm -hmm. i this episode's going to be released late because i have to go watch this
2: my man said i'm popping popcorn and i'm watching critters attack
1: bro i had no idea there was a new critters movie i love critters what where how did i get here i got to see has there been any since then I'm very disappointed in myself right
2: now. Well, you've had a lot going on. Yeah, you know.
1: Sorry, Critters. A, had a lot going on. It's couldn't keep up.
2: Been a busy decade.
1: Damn. The first Critters movie in 17 years. I didn't even know it was there. There's All probably right. a reason for that. Who knows? Maybe it's awesome.
2: Mm,
1: maybe, yeah. Bruh, we haven't even gotten to his video game projects. Star Wars X-Wing Alliance. Bruh, The Bouncer by Square. Jedi Knight 2. Warcraft 3. And it's Knights of the Old Republic. You motherfucker. Look at you. So impressive. Metal Gear Solid. Doom 3. X-Men Legends. I love those games. Hmm. Is he the voice of he's not the voice of solid snake is he no 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 he is uh who was he in metal gear solid genome soldiers oh you know background but he played in the game you know what I mean? will said background um star wars empire at war star wars battlefront 2 final fantasy 12 dirge of cerberus man this dude i'm gonna next time he's at a con that i go to i'm gonna be like hey man good job <laughs> halo 3 he's all the brutes in hey what halo, halo 3 steve, uh, mm-hmm. steve well that's because i feel like i'm on high potion all of a sudden ninja gaiden 2 star wars the force unleashed this dude's literally been in everything this has turned into an a and e biography of (laughs) steven bloom oh mass effect 2 damn i hope he has a flying car because he the (laughs) amount of credits that his ass needs to be on strike if he is not incredibly well off like frankly i find it a little concerning that he's going to cons given his fucking uh fucking filmography you know what i mean like I wouldn't the- think a dude that has been in this many things—he was in nine games in two thousand nineteen 2019, or seventeen alone.
2: Right, and he's go that's, make a then that's extra released con in twenty seventeen. You know, he probably laid that down in twenty fifteen or sixteen. Bro, Diablo four. He's been in
1: some anime titty games too. This man said, "Give me the money."
2: Bro. I say scripts. I say scripts. I hope what he I has I a
1: time machine. Like, I hope this dude, that's how well off Steve Bloom is, man. Good on you, bro. Maybe he's been through some divorces. And he's just got like lots of a- alimony payments, you know? <sighs> I can't believe there's a new Critters movie. I'm going to go watch that. So we'll see you guys next week um, <laughs> when we start talking about uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Um, and that'll be fun. Should be exciting. You know, there's two episodes next week.
2: Well, that's going to be a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so listen, before we head out, leave us a review if you haven't already, please. It's very nice. We appreciate you guys that already have. Um, if you like our theme song, check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They are Stone Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonecobra.bandcamp.com. And what else will what do I know? Oh, if you like video games, make sure to check out the High Potion podcast. It's a podcast I do with our buddy Steve about video games, and it's not coming out for another week or two. Um, but we recorded an episode with Mr. Moneybags Michael Pappas last night, and it was mm. awesome. So you guys can look forward to that. Anyways, guys, I'll see you next week. May the force be with you. This has been Blue Harvest. I'm Hal's Burkhart.
2: May the force be with all of you. I'm Will Wooden.
1: Boy, I fumbled the landing on that one, my dude. May the force be with
0: us.